Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation focused on relevant issues for leaders of small group ministries. Whether you are a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a lay leader or staff, we want to encourage, equip, and challenge you to thrive in your ministry context. The Small Group Network exists to inspire, inform, support, and resource one another because we are better together. Now, let's get ready for today's episode of Group Talk. Welcome to Group Talk. Thank you for joining us today. Happy New Year. Um, my name is Carolyn Takeda. I'm your host and the small group's pastor at Calvary Community Church in Westlake Village, California. So at the end of every year, there's usually a whole bunch of lists that people generate, and I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for these. You know, the best movies of the year, the best music of the year, uh, best books, etc. Um, and a small group network blogger actually did one for Group Talk, this podcast, and he picked out the top five podcasts for the year uh, based on the downloads, and I had no idea. And I did predict a couple of these um, because they were kind of standouts, but I was also surprised by a few others that made the list. And I find these types of lists so fun to look at because I enjoy seeing whether I agree with the ranking or I find good stuff that I might have missed. And then I go, oh, yeah, I want to catch up on that. So in this kickoff program for the new year, we're going to do something special. We're going to look back at 2017 and take a survey of the landscape of small groups ministry as a whole. And we're going to look at what were the top issues in small groups ministry last year and what are likely to continue to be challenges for our ministry, um, as well as some consistently popular topics that come up year after year. And it's my hope that as you listen today, that maybe you'll be nodding in agreement and be encouraged as you recognize some of the same challenges that you're facing, the same ones that so many others in small groups ministry around the world are also facing. And I always find that kind of comforting, that I'm not alone. Our church isn't weird. These issues are just part of this ministry and part of people being people. Or perhaps you'll be surprised to hear about a hot topic and want to explore it deeper with your leaders or your team because it's probably coming your way if it hasn't already. So for this unique program, we've invited an expert and um, small groups ministry point people are dealing with, and her publication is probably the most popular online go-to resource for people in small groups ministry world. And she has a terrific pulse on what's going on, um, and she talks to a ton of small group point leaders, so she gets that. Um, And so with me on the program today is Amy Jackson. Hey, Amy, thanks for being on the program. Hey, Carolyn, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Well, Amy is the associate publisher of smallgroups.com, which is a publication of Christianity Today, and they have over 875,000 visitors each year. Those are a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And their specialty, of course, is in providing resources for small group point leaders and small group leaders. And she herself has been a small group leader for over 14 years and has served as a small group minister, various size churches, director, coach. Uh, She speaks at conferences on building and training small groups ministry. So she's an expert and she's got a unique seat on the bus, Amy, because you get to kind of see the whole big picture through this um, incredible resource of what people are downloading, what people are searching for, and you kind of get to a bird's eye view of all of that. Um, And so we're going to utilize Amy's unique position and her expertise and find out, okay, so what were we looking at in 2017? What are some challenging issues that were hot topics? And then what are ones that are popular, ongoing, kind of meat and potatoes sort of that come up every year? Um, So, Amy, let's frame up our conversation and let's kick off here by saying, okay, how do you determine what are the hot topics for smallgroups.com? That's great. That's a great question. 
So uh, our site operates, we have tons of articles as well as downloadable resources. And so one key way that we like to measure this is looking actually at page views and to see uh, what um, what people are looking at on the site. Uh, beyond that, we have a way to look and see what people are downloading and uh, what they're actually purchasing. And then we also have our newsletter that goes out every week. And we have just some amazing people who read our newsletter. They're point people and they love to respond and just let us know what is connecting with them most. And so we do get some real feedback from real life small group point people as well. So you go through all these metrics to see um, what's kind of resonating with people. And does this surprise you? Like this last year, did any of the things we're going to talk about did it surprise you? Or were you like, oh, yeah, I could see that? You know, a lot of it um, was not super surprising. We know, I mean, anyone who's in small group ministry knows like the same things that you do every year, you do year after year after year. But there were a few things that definitely helped me connect dots. Like uh, I didn't necessarily see that being a top topic, but then when I actually saw it, it made sense. I looked back over the last year, like, oh, no wonder people are searching that. So it's, it was pretty cool to be able to look back on the past year and see what people were searching. That's very cool. All right, so let's just dive in. Okay, so let's start with the top hot topics unique to um, 2017. And so what was like a big thing that stood out to you? Yeah, and this is uh, actually kind of what I, was, what I was thinking about with the surprising thing. Uh, it's not surprising once I say it, uh, but to actually see it come up so often was surprising. So the number one thing that we were finding was things around helping group members deal with tragedy, mm. with hardships, um, with kind of rattling experiences in their life. And it makes a lot of sense as we look back over 2017 and all of the natural disasters and all the political things and just um, a lot of conflict within Christianity you know, Christianity. And so it makes sense that those kinds of things would show up in small groups. Um, You know, I hear a lot of small group pastors and really uh, church lead pastors that say, you know, we want our small groups to be a safe place where people can come and debrief and hash that out. And I, it's, it seems to appear that people really are doing that. And so leaders are looking for resources to help their group members walk through that and handle those things. And, you know, that is one of the things I appreciate about the weekly email burst that you send out. Because when, for example, the um, hashtag MeToo movement came through and the church too, and those kinds of movements that are big in our culture show up, um, you address it and you say, okay, here's how to help people um, have that conversation. Or if there's a flood or a fire or whatever. Um, I know I was looking for, okay, how do we talk about this um, in groups? So there is a timeliness to it. Um, But do you think the pastoral care in general, do you think there's more of an expectation in churches that small groups are addressing some of uh, those issues, regardless of the size of the church? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, I actually was just recently talking to a lead pastor of a large church and he was saying, you know, I love my small group leaders because they're able to to meet needs in ways that I just simply can't. Like there's no way that I can give pastoral care to all the people in my church. Um, and I, so I think that's probably something that's been happening at a larger church level for a long time. But I think even as small groups are catching on in smaller churches and are becoming kind of their main place of community, we're seeing those things pop up more and more and the leaders really feel like they need to provide that pastoral care, whether or not they feel trained to do that, which is a whole other, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah. Um, And I did tell Amy that we don't have to solve any of these problems on this (laughs) program. She just gets to, she's more than able to solve them, but she gets to just um, talk about and give us kind of a 30,000 foot above level. And then over the course of the year, of course, the podcast through smallgroups.com will be addressing these issues and how to resolve them. Um, I wonder, along with the idea of helping people deal with stuff that's 
more deep and emotional. Um, did you notice that there's an interest in self-care? I know that didn't used to be a thing, but I've noticed more and more resources coming out around that. Yes. And actually, interestingly, a few years ago, we had kind of a a push on the self-care, soul care kind of stuff, especially care for you as a leader. And so we put a lot of those kind of resources out a few years ago. And interestingly enough, this year in 2017, they really caught back on. So we, for instance, have one that's on how to do a retreat Mm -hmm. with your small group or retreat for your small group leaders, or how do you take care of yourself as a leader and have healthy leadership. Um, And those all rose to the top of the list, even though they've been on our site for quite a while. Um, and I do think there is this, um, probably just out of necessity, but this feeling like, how do I take care of myself when, when ministry has become pretty trying, um, and the world feels very, you know, yucky right now. Right. Right. And that makes sense. Actually, one of the top, um, podcasts for last year was last Wit did a thing on replenishing your soul as a leader. And that rose very similar reason. I, we usually do at least one, or two on soul care, and those tend not to be the top five, but this year it was. So that kind of tracked with what you're seeing. Um, sure. And then you also mentioned the trend towards uh, discipleship. Okay, discipleship, obviously, uh, not a new idea. Yes. <laughs> um, so what do you mean when you say a trend? Did you see it bending a little differently? Yeah, you know, I do. We, we've we just seen a, a real trend toward kind of back to basics discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think this makes a lot of sense when you think about, you know, where in the world do you run to when you don't know how to handle your circumstances, right? Like if we're doing this right, we're sending people to God and we're helping them connect with him in new ways that are more sustaining. And so um, I love, I, I actually was really excited to see that kind of trending to go back to basics and say, how, what does this look like? How do I have a quiet time with, with God? How do I help support my group members? and taking those next steps in their discipleship, whatever they might be. And along with that, I've noticed that you've um, added some video resources, which is brand new this year, um, that are to that point, kind of really meat and potatoes kind of stuff. You want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, that's great. So earlier in 2017, uh, we actually created 10 new training resources or training videos um, specifically for the point person. And so Will Johnston, who is a wonderful uh, friend and just, man, he is smart as a tack. Um, He is just, he's, yeah, he's amazing. And so he actually joined with me to create these videos to help point people kind of navigate some of those regular things. Like how do you recruit people? How do you train them? How do you deal with some really basic things that point people are dealing with on a regular basis. And so um, it ended up, you know, this whole back to basics thing, I think it really worked well and helped us with that. So the back to basics is pretty much what the topics are popular year after year. Now, you, how long have you been um, editor of smallgroups.com? Yeah, it's been just over six years, which is crazy. <laughs> That's Yeah, six years. But every year, it's probably I'm guessing how to lead a group, these basic stuff is probably always near the top. Yes. Every year, every year. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, this past year, this last fall, we actually released a brand new book uh, from Bill Search that's called The Essential Guide for Small Group Leaders. And um, it is literally a, bu- a book of lists that are yes. really like five ways to handle prayer in your group or, you know, six ways to handle the weird person <laughs> or <laughs> those basic things that we deal with as small group leaders. And so it's been an incredibly popular resource for just understandable reasons. It's just how do you help 
uh, new leaders, veteran leaders, just get those quick tips they need to be successful in their group. And we had Bill on Group Talk, um, I think, in the fall last year, and um, sticky topics. And it was really fun because we got to talk about sex and money and all kinds of sticky topics. Um, and That's he awesome. is he is just so so wise. So I and I do appreciate that we've gone. I've noticed um, that we've made things so complicated for a while. I think in small groups ministry, and now we've kind of shifted back to. To the basics, as you've said. So what are some other topics that are popular year after year? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anything around um, just helping people understand, like, how do I do this? How do I lead a discussion? How do I make people comfortable? How do I make it a space where people feel like they belong? Um, those are always really key um, from a leader, from the group leader perspective. From the point person, it's always, you know, how do I connect more people into my right. groups? Um, how do I define what these groups are all about and what they're what they're doing? How do I help my church understand what small groups are about? <laughs> yeah, and so you told me um, offline about a conversation you recently had with a small group point person that surprised you, but then it made sense given the popularity of the articles around uh, why why do we have small groups ministry. Yes, yes. Thank you. So one of our, actually, just as a side note, one of our most popular articles always is an article that you, Carolyn, wrote called Why Small Groups. Which is and amazing. it really is just <laughs> lovely because you wrote it back in 2012. I was trying um, to justify why am I giving my life to this ministry? <laughs> and it was my working that through. It's so good because it is, it's like, if I know it for myself, but I also need to like tell other people on my staff or at my church about it. And so it's just a great resource for that. So I recently was having this conversation with a small group point person and he was explaining, he was frustrated because he was having a really hard time getting people to sign up for small groups. And so I just was making conversation, try to understand the situation a little better and asked him, you know, like, what's, what's the mission of your groups? What are you guys trying to accomplish together? And he just looked at me completely blankly. He had never thought about it before. And at that point, I said, well, you know, what do you like about small groups? Tell me tell me what you go to small right. groups for. And he just said, you know, I'm not in a small group. That's not for me. I don't I don't like them. <laughs> but I just don't know, know why other people don't want to be a part of them. And I thought, well, I think I found your problem. <laughs> so, you know, there is this, um, as silly as it might sound, we really have to be clear on why we're doing small groups, specifically why your church is doing them, why your ministry is doing them. Because um, a small group can be a very different thing from church to church. And so to be really clear on what it's about, why you're doing it, um, is huge. And so those kinds of resources to help you narrow down what it is that you're trying to accomplish are, are always popular for us. Yeah, I, I think that's so critical. And I know that's kind of the buzz in the huddles. And when we planned the lobby, even last year, that the topic of, okay, how do you distill down what a group is, because it's so different in each context. Um, and everyone defines discipleship just a little bit differently. So I've noticed, and you can tell me if this is borne out in your research, I've noticed that people are less, um, inclined to just pick up one model and run with it. I feel like we've gotten smarter about contextualizing and fitting to our individual cultures. Um, that's more of the conversations I've seen pop up, but does that make sense? Or are we, are we still looking for the magic pill and the structures? Yes, actually, that's a huge shift I've seen in the last four to five years. Um, I I remember the day when every conference you went to was like, here is the magic bullet. Yes. Like it worked in our church and you just need to put it in your church. And those conferences don't exist anymore. Like that is not a thing. And I'm so thankful for it because it really is about contextualizing it. What do your people in your context need and how can you provide that? And I love to the move to, you know, even if you have a predominant model at your church, having some other uh 
types of groups that can maybe move people into more long-term groups or, um, you know, just offering some different things that meet people where they are. I think that's a really good shift. And so we see a lot of, um, we have a great popular article that's called the right way to do small groups. And it's exactly the opposite of what it sounds like. That's why you get the title. You're so clever with that title. I'm sure you get the people downloading it. (laughs) But it does talk about, you know, how do we do this so that it fits your context? And so um, I do think there is a, a move in that way, which I'm really excited about personally. And so you've noticed this trend towards contextualization. And I think you told me one of the most popular training tools you have is about creating sermon base. Uh, model and that sermon base has been around for probably over 12 15 years. Um, but I feel like I it, it comes up all the time on our Facebook group, um, for small group network, it's like become a really hot topic. It really has, which is so funny. Like, like you said, I felt like it was something that kind of had its day and was probably on its way out, and it's just had this resurgence. And I think there is something about providing a simple resource to your group leaders that they can start a conversation easily with their group members. Um, it's just a great a great way to utilize what your church is already doing. And so it kind of is a strategic choice for people <laughs> to use what is already being created by the pastor uh, to help bring your, your group members to use deeper levels of discipleship. Yeah, I think that maybe part of it um, could be because as people are more and more disconnected in our overly social media connected world, um, the sermon discussion stuff provides a common language. Um, and it doesn't matter what size church you are. It just gives you some, some common basis um, to have a conversation. And it's something that anybody, whether they're day one at that church or been there like 30 years, can participate in. So I can see the appeal of it. And, of course, there's a million different ways to do it. In fact, yesterday I was on the Small Group um, Network Facebook page, and someone had said, okay, here's my sermon discussion guide um, that I've provided. I'm going to show you mine. Show me yours. Um, yes. I think actually, I think it might have been Nick Lancey, who's just a huge uh, friend of the network. And then there's a whole flurry of ones. And it was really fascinating because there's so many ways to do this. Um, I, I didn't have the guts to post ours yet, but <laughs> I did see it on there. Yeah. Um, and I love the, the flexibility, I think, now in recognizing that, you know, the Holy Spirit moves in so many ways and there's really not a one way to do it. And I love that um, you guys provide resources that gives you different slices mm-hmm. of it. Um, yes. There's another hot topic I know comes up and huddles a lot, um, coaching. It's mm. like any way we slice it, that always seems to be a thing. Is that a thing you've noticed um, in terms of downloads? Oh, yes, always. Coaching is always a topic, and it's probably the number one topic that I get in emails or that I hear about as I talk to people in person. Like, coaching is just, it's huge. And I think it's um, interesting. A few years ago, we were talking about, you know, we want our groups to be really about discipleship. We want them to go deeper together. And the reality of that is... um, it's really, that's a lot harder to lead than just like a get together and hang out kind of group. And so that's wonderful. I think that's a really good move, but that kind of leading really takes someone who's going to support them and train them and show them how to do it and talk through the weird stuff that comes up. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so enter coaching. And so I do think there's been this, this newer, um, you know, surgeons of how do we do this? How do we do this well? And to be, I mean, just to be frank, coaching is hard. Setting up a coaching (laughs) system is hard. Keeping your coaches going is hard. Keeping them, you know, connected with your leaders is hard work. And so, um, but the, I really, truly believe it's really good work. It's good work that makes your groups better and makes your leaders feel cared for and therefore they lead better groups. And so um, it really is integral to having a healthy ministry, but it's hard work. And so people are looking for ways to do that well. 
so on a personal note, I have to ask, um, do you get bored after doing this? Like you're talking about coaching, you know, for six years now, you're talking about the bread and butter stuff. I mean, the new stuff is interesting because it, you know, it's different, but do you ever kind of go, Oh, not this again. (laughs) You know, um, I actually had someone ask me that recently and it was a question I had never thought about before, but I, I totally get that from the outside looking in. Like it probably is like, well, here we go. We're talking about first meetings all over again. We're talking about coaching all over again, but I just love, um, I love the beauty of seeing people reinvent and rethink ministry over and over and over again. I think that is just like part of who God made us to be. We are creative beings. We want to do his will. We want to be closer to him. And so we bring back what's old and we try something new and we, remix it and see if it works for us this time. And I just, I just love, that's just such a story of beauty and redemption and creativity that I just love watching. So clearly you're in the right, right spot for your ministry. (laughs) Uh, And you do, as you mentioned, you interact with a ton of small group point people. So what do you sense, um, if you can speak to this, is the mood among our peers, especially given the rough, rough year last year with all the stuff that happened um, politically and natural disasters and all of the stuff we've talked about and the contentiousness that is now in our kind of our day-to-day lives that didn't used to exist even two years ago. Um, so what kind of do you sense among our um, small group point people? Yeah. You know, I confess I was, I was a little hesitant, um, you know, going to my huddle this last time. And, <laughs> you know, as I've been meeting with people like, what's, what's the feel? How are you guys doing? Um, just because it feels, things just feel different this year. They feel extra messy. It feels like there isn't a clear path forward always. And so, um, and ministry, I mean, we always know ministry is hard, but this year it feels like ministry is really hard. And so um, I was, I've been hesitant, so I confess that. But <laughs> honestly, as I've talked to people, I've been blown away by people just realizing like, we need small groups more than ever. Like mm. this is a, a opportunity for us to provide a place where people can come and hash out what they've been feeling, what they're experiencing. Um, and how does this relate to my Christian worldview? And, and where do I get the tools so I know how to do these, you know, live out my faith in real ways. And so I see this, um, almost like encouraging resurgence of people saying like, this is why we do what we do. And this is why we need to keep going. And so that, that gives me a lot of hope. You know, and I, I agree. I think it's, it ministry's heart period and small groups ministry requires a lot because it's a holistic experience. Um, and it's all volunteer run and driven. So that that's a whole other level of coaching, discipleship and shepherding, honestly, that we need to be doing. But I was encouraged that actually the last of all I was at too, where, um, several churches are going to transition, um, one without senior leadership, but it stepped down there. So that's super messy. Um, and, you know, you have to have conversations after conversations with congregation people when that kind of thing happens. Another one had um, had changed kind of a whole structure way of their leadership, kind of flattened it. And so that was causing um, some adjustments and stuff. So it seemed like the last one, it seemed like it was a transition of some sort. Um, and it... And in that midst of transition, what was the common thread, though, was our small groups are really helping us hold it together. Um, those relationships are helping people stick through the tough stuff that the church is going through or um, tough stuff people are individually going through. Like, that doesn't change because community is community. Um, so the acts, too, and caring for one another, all of that, like, keeps going. Um, but, yeah, some seasons are, are tougher. I'm hoping and praying that 2018 um, is a little, a little easier on the landscape. Um, but our ministry, yes, but our ministry will, will continue to be what it is. And I'm sure, Amy, you'll be addressing 
uh, many of these topics in the months to come. Is there anything you can give us a sneak peek about that you guys are going to be doing this year? Yeah. So um, one really exciting thing is we are going to be doing some more kind of live video training and inviting people to kind of, uh, you know, talk with us about some of these key topics like we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some new resources on coaching coming out. So uh, (laughs) there you are. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Um, I think one thing that's really struck me as we, you know, we always look back to see like, you know, where are we, where are we, helping people where are we missing the mark what are what are people looking for that we don't have that we need to make sure we have something for and um one thing i was really encouraged by this year was just seeing people looking for practical training to help their group members live out their faith how do we move into that direction and so we want to definitely provide more really practical um things on that level so how do i how do i integrate my life and my faith um in real ways in in the realities of 2018 so yeah and i love it when you guys have those quick articles because a lot of times um, I'll just forward those along to um, leaders like when you know different things happen during the year um, we just forward it along and I'm like okay well here's here's an article to look at that um, and so that's super helpful and easy um, and I do want to say I mean the smallgroups.com really does help us uh, practitioners in the trenches and you know it's not it doesn't feel like a vendor it was actually and you know this but for our audience it was the first thing I uh, looked at when I was starting in smallers ministry mm-hmm. and I had no idea what I was doing so that was my first thing and I think that was the first dollars I spent which was I think you guys are still charging like less than a hundred dollars still for the whole year so yes. uh, that hasn't gone up in like 10 years so there's I know it's craziness I don't even <laughs> which is which is great so it's such, such a wonderful resource and um, we use it quite a bit so thank you Amy so much any final thoughts you know I am just I am so encouraged by all of the small group pastors and point people and directors out there who just keep going. Ministry has been so hard this year. And so I'm so thankful for just people who are willing to share their stories and their lives with me. And just, yeah, if I could say anything, just keep going. You've got this. You know more than you think you do. And um, we're cheering you on. So, Well, thank you for being a partner in ministry with us. And Amy is super involved with the Small Group Network. Um, So she'll be at the lobby, which I know we have um, signups going on right now um, for later in the spring. And then also she's part of the Chicago area huddle. If you want to catch her um, and pick her brain, you can find her there or on this (laughs) Facebook group as well. Um, She's active on there there too. So you can contact her and follow her on Twitter or any social media and ask her questions, interact with her. So thank you, Amy. God bless you and your ministry of equipping local churches and small groups ministry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, and thank you for listening to Group Talk. And if you like what you hear, we ask you to leave us a positive rating on iTunes, which helps other small group ministry leaders find us. Um, And if you want to contact me, feel free to send me a message through the Small Group Network Facebook page or on Twitter at Takeda Carolyn. Um, And have a great week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes so you can get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, please rate the podcast and leave comments so other small group ministry leaders can easily find us. To connect with a small group network huddle in your local area, read our blog, join us on Facebook, or access additional resources. Visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com. Remember to use the hashtag when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.